twice in one week. Oh my god. I love this. Good to be back again. In the listener's mind, it's been uh, a variety of days. It's yeah. been, you know, it's been days such as Wednesday and Tuesday. Oh, big fan of Wednesday. But in our mind, it's been a 30 seconds. Well, we're measuring time now in terms of how many gallons of sweat. So it's been two and a half litres since we mm. last spoke. Um, welcome back. It is my bought a toast, I was about to say. Excuse me, what's that? <laughs> Welcome back. It is Golf is Ruining My Life. Welcome and back, everyone. This is the Dangerous Dinners podcast. Yeah, Another. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the Hits Radio mid-morning show. Oh, How are you? Mate, I've been on Radio Wales. Magic Weekend Breakfast? I can't tell you how many times I'm on Radio Wales going, it's, it's magic to hear these songs. Oh, like, hey. horrendous. It's magical to be here. <laughs> Do you want to pick up or are we going to use that? No, this is all good. Oh, all right, okay, great. We ain't got time. This is fun. All right, Golf is Ruining My Life. And uh, it is, I'm very pleased to say, um, in spite of, uh, let's get away from the politics now and just talk again about... The love of the sport. The love of the sport and the professional game once more finding itself with a major, which started today. Uh, the US Open, the third major of the year. I can't believe by Sunday we're going to be three quarters of the way through the major season yeah but still Ryder Cup Ryder Cup and for a lot of people their favourite major at least their second favourite the Open. the Open on the-, the way but we've got the US Open to talk about first so, what are we thinking, man? Well, it's exciting because the weather's going to be good and it's nice to have a major back on TV. It's something to get behind. It's something to stick some money on. Mm. I've uh, I've put a few bets on. So, Well, if you've put bets on, let's find out who is not making the cut this week. Here we go. Was was it the last major? It was the PGA, wasn't it, where, I, where you Hovland. absolutely nailed it with Hovland. with Hovland, yeah. Who was a, what, a shot off mm. in the end or very close? Yeah, who came a real good second. Yeah. So, this, I've done a bit of reading. So this is the knowledge that I've got on the US Open from a little bit of reading. So it's always very rough heavy. We know this. The rough is always super thick. Often the winner of the US Open is like two under, three under. Totally. There's been a lot of years where the winner's been over, over par. So what they tend to do in the US Open is if someone has gone like 16 under the year before, they will make it so difficult that the winner next year is like three over or something. So tell me what happened last year. I forgot. Well, Fitzpatrick won, of course. Fitzpatrick won. I think he was four under. And they're apparently quite happy with a four or five under is sort of where they want to be. So... You can imagine that it won't be super difficult. However, the rough yeah. is going to be really long. Yeah. And the US Open always favours a player who can hit the ball a long way. Right. So you want a player who can hit the ball. It doesn't necessarily have to be um, into a fairway, but mm-hmm. it just needs to be long. Mm-hmm. And because you're always better having a nine iron out of a heavy rough than a four iron. Interesting. So that's the logic. Really. Okay. So get, uh, right, right, right. Okay. And there's loads of st- There's loads of really good information on this. Very rarely is the winner of the US Open someone who has won a major before. It's normally a newbie. Interesting. Why is that then? I uh, don't know. It's very rarely someone who's outside the top 50. The only person outside the top 50 to have won the US Open recently is, can you guess? To have won the US Open recently. US Open recently outside the top 50. It was not Fitzpatrick from last year then. No. Um, Chauffe, didn't he win it? Brooksy? No. Um, Think about who won it the year before. Oh, I can't remember who was it. Phil Mickelson. Oh, God, right, okay. So he's the last person to have won the US Open outside the top fifth. What happened to that guy? Yeah, I don't know about that. See the last episode. Philip, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And do see it. Don't forget, you can watch all these um, fabulous episodes of Golfers Ruining My Life on your nearest YouTube. Um, Okay, so who have you put money on? By the way, can I just say, I've just logged onto my betting account. Oh, yeah, you got some money in there? Yeah, but I thought I spent it all on the Masters. I'm wondering if I actually won something. Oh. On the Masters, but I didn't realise. You might have done. I've got money in there. Anyway, sorry. Um, on, it, what, I mean, we're not associated with a bet, betting company, so what is it, Skybet? 
It's Ladbrokes. Ladbrokes, of course, in Blooming Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so, do you want me to talk you through my bets? Yes, please. So, these are the bets that I have put on for uh, this coming weekend, based on his performance. As if we've learned anything on the podcast this year, it is not about previous performance in the majors. It's about who's performing well at the moment. Okay, love, hang on. Don't say the name. I like this. This is a good game. Uh-huh. Teared up with that. Okay. Who's playing well at the moment, not based on the majors, Tommy Fleetwood. Exactly. Boom. So I've stuck on Tommy Fleetwood at 28 to 1, which isn't that's great. Good. No, that's good, Do I you think. think it is? Yeah, because loads of people like him. So loads of people bet on him. So the odds go down. Do you know what I mean? Would- so catching him at 28 to 1 feels quite good. Yeah, but... Each way? Each way. Good. And also with our friends at Skybet, they don't sponsor. You can, <laughs> they're playing out 12 places. What? So yeah, they're playing out, paying out 12 places. I'm on Labrooks and Tommy Fleet was 30 to 1, but I think they but only... But you'll play out on, pay out on six places, eight places? Uh, places, no, one to 10. Okay, fine. So I've got him mean, at 28 to 1. I've stuck a tenner on that each way. Nice. Um, tenner? Tenner. Some, someone's doing a radio show every day. Yeah. I've, us, I've, us weekend only guys can only afford 20 quid across the whole thing. I know, I've done, I did 70 earlier. So I've done Tommy Fleetwood. Okay, now tee up the next person. Tell me, describe way. them to me. So... Although I don't think he has won a major before. I don't mm. think he's no, I don't think he's won this major before. He has won a major and he's playing very well this year and he's won a major this year. Oh. So he he's won a major this year? Yeah. John Rom. No. Oh, the other one then. Brooks, Brooks Kepka. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like people might have slightly not predicting he's as good as he is because of his stuff on Live. He's yeah. clearly playing playing really well right He'll now. He'll feel free of the Live thing now as well. He'll totally. feel I mean it must something we didn't talk about on the show on Tuesday. People are going to feel these Live golfers are going to feel fantastic. Yes. I mean that is true. Like and also having Cam Smith back and Brooksy that Whoa. is yeah. Oh, <laughs> so uh Brooks Kepka. Yep. Also, as always, although I did give him short shrift earlier this year on the podcast. He's a long bet. He's your friend. He's my friend. Right. D- right. Hovland. No. Uh, Tyrrell. No. Longer way, longer odds. Um, he's your friend. He's my friend. It's Minwoo Lee. <laughs> Minwoo Lee. At 90 to one. Again, he's doing all right. He's 10 pound each way. Those are really long odds. What I like to do with this is to... It, the fun is to go and find people hanging around in the 125 to ones. Oh yeah, right? of course. Yeah. That's where you can. That's where you can really do quite well, and also be in for a really fun ride. Right? Um, just very quickly to Go finish on. these off. Cam Smith, as predicted, at twenty to one, ten pound yeah. each way. Yeah. And um, now this is my this is my one, the big one. Okay, this good. is my this guy's actually going to win it, Scotty. So long off lo- long off the tee, playing well at the moment, but hasn't won a major before. Oh, um, um, Cameron, what's it? Cameron, not Cameron's. Do I mean Cameron? It's your friend of mine. It's Patrick Cantley. No. no. Is this not a Victor Hovland sort of moment, though? Is this not a Victor Hovland Sorry, thing? Patrick Cantley. Imagine if he wins. Imagine the moment where he gets handed the cup to hold it up. It's about this with the cup. What about? I'll be laughing because I'll be. I'll Sorry, be- someone put him on the wrong speed over there. <laughs> no, no, this is real time. This is how long it takes him. Are you serious? 12 to 1. He's playing really well. I he think is he's, playing really well. I think he's fourth in the world. Is he up to fourth? I think he is. All right, Cantley, fair things. enough. Um, okay, so I haven't put any money on yet. Okay. So this is a good chance for us to discuss it together, mm-hmm. right, and work out who I'm going to put some cash on. Don't forget, though, I do really crappy little bets. That's three, okay. Three pounds each way. 
right? <laughs> Ready on, for the big money. Sam Stevens at 250 to one. <laughs> because what happens is what I love about golf, look, Padraig Harrington, 300 to one. Yeah. And each way bet on Padraig Harrington, two quid on that. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, it's not going to happen though. Uh, it's not going to happen, but you know. Um, Who uh, else is in those big numbers though? Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm just looking now. Okay, then you get really low and it just gets ridiculous. Oh, look, Tom Price. I mean, it's basically we're there. Yeah. That's how, yeah. you know, mad it is by this point. So heading up towards the, the kind of the feasibles are in the kind of 80 to 1 to 150 to 1. Totally. That's where you might find, for example, Amin Ruli hanging around um, Thigala. Okay, yeah, yeah. Thigala yeah. is 90 to 1. Each way on Thigala, five quid each way on Thigala at 90 to 1, I'm having that. So I'm going to do it now. Five quid each way. Would it like a boost? Yes, please. Ladbrokes.com, not officially. Whatever that means. Look, I've got him 100 to 1. Five quid. Oh, you've boosted those odds. Right, so if I if he... Wins. We don't endorse gambling on this show, by the way. This is it, all just a bit of fun. We just love golf and, you know... Um, Money. Losing everything. 610 quid if he wins. I'm going to hang around in these areas now for a little, for one more. Then I'm going to go up top for someone who's on shorter odds. Okay? Yeah. So the person I'm going to put money on now is someone who has done me proud before getting top five. I'm going to go with Brian Harmon. Wow. Because okay. Brian Harmon, Brian Harmon always pops up. Does he? You're speaking to the guy who won 80 quids almost on an annual basis, putting money on Miguel Angel Jimenez okay, getting right. in the top five. Yeah. I am an each way betting kind of guy, right? So if I put Brian Harmon, right? If I put two, like one, two pounds yeah. on him to do each way, potentially I could win 364 pounds if he gets well, what are his, 10. What are his odds? 150 to one. Oh, wow. That's what I'm saying okay, to you. Fine, you yeah, yeah. hang around the people. Who are, there are going to be people who are 150 to one who get in the top 10. That is going to happen. It's not yeah. just going to be elite. There'll be one or two, yeah. maybe more, especially when the course is hard, right? I'd it's love- like, what were the odds people got on Phil Mickelson? Exactly. They would have been insane. Exactly. exactly. There will be someone on here now whose odds are going to go, because something crazy is going to happen on the first day. Yeah. So why not, guys? And do we do we save some money for our old technique, which is... Oh, what, Saturday evening? Yes. I think, oh, no. Vic, I think Victor Hovland, who's eight shots in the lead, might win. <laughs> Thank you. Not even Saturday evening, but you wait until... The cut. No. You wait until someone's played nine holes on Thursday and has uh, blown up. And, and the go, odds haven't changed. The odds, yeah. No, the odds go crazy. Mm. So you wait until someone blows... So you wait for, like, Brooks Kepka to go five over over the first nine. The odds go... 250 to one, yeah. you go bang, fiver, Each knowing way. he, yeah, knowing that he probably won't win, but he could fight his way back. Dude, the definition of this, it's it's Greg Norman in the 1993 Open, uh, which the, he won. Quite literally one year before I was you, born, so remember, I can't right? cry. <laughs> so this is Tom Green minus one. Yeah. Greg Norman opens with a double bogey. Right. Who else did that this year? John Rahm. His yes. first hole at the Masters, double bogey. And I remember watching it going, that's like Greg Norman. I bet he wins the tournament. Except I didn't bet he won the tournament. I just went and said it out loud. Yeah. And so and we all know saying it out loud won't pay your mortgage. So it is a re- of course betting. We're not trying to pay the mortgage. Oh God. Kids get a what job. What have I said? Um, but I do think that there is something in waiting. So I've got six pounds left. Right, I'm going to leave it there. Yeah, and, leave it until Friday. And so I'm going to. I like the weekly fingers for that. It's going to leave it to Friday. <laughs> special hashtag leave it to Friday. Is it betting fun? Um, okay, fine. So that's the betting. I think it's going to be. It's going to be. It's in LA. It's going to be hot. Yeah, it's going to be really hot. Um, it is going to be... It's tight, it's long. Yeah. You need people who can drive the ball really far and don't mind being in the rough. And that is why the prime example of, of somewhat... Scotty, yeah, but the prime example of why Bryson DeChambeau won at winged foot in 2020, because yeah. he played that game, which is, I'm going to hammer this ball as far as I can. Bomb it, and then deal with the problems. And fight my way out the rough. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because 
I would always rather have a very hard rough shot from 100 yards in yeah. than from 180 yards in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every single time. Mm. That is the way to do it. Because, as you say, because you're hitting down onto the ball with a wedge or whatever. You'll be able to get it in the air. Mind you, if you're Bryson from 100 yards, you're basically putting. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not. It's not long. there or thereabouts in the PGA for a bit, wasn't he? Yeah. He's really up and down. He's playing all right. He's... he's Playing all right at the moment. Yeah, but his swing's so weird. My son watched him and he was like, Daddy, what's wrong with his swing? Yeah, it's, like, oh, it's weird. It's like a sort of, he's like a sort of sentient triangle. Do you know what I mean? Just sort of moving in this weird way. But it's all maths, isn't it? Yeah. He was, the big thing about Bryson was he was one of the first people to take on Aimpoint. So when we spoke about Aimpoint on the show recently, yeah. but I did Aimpoint Express, which is the far quicker version with the fingers and the standing back and whatever. Mm. He had original Aimpoint, which meant he had a literal book of, okay, if it is this degree down and you are 10 foot away, that means it is all through, all through no. all the pages. That means it is four inches off the right. Wow. And then we would have to do it. So it was so, so it was cripplingly slow. Wow. So he was original Aimpoint and then that's when they got Aimpoint Express to speed things up a little bit. Aimpoint Express. That's <laughs> yeah. a band from the 80s. <laughs> yeah, they're good. Um, Radio 2 are playing them. I, I find it quite useful doing match play. I don't know I don't know how to do Aimpoint. I've never been told. I know you've had an Aimpoint lesson. Mm. Uh, I find it quite good when I was doing match play though just to do aim point things so that my opponent thought, well, this guy's done aim point. Yeah, so I sort of walk halfway to the hole and straddle it. No idea what I was doing. Yeah. Just wanted to spook him, spook him out. Nah. Is it? Nah. Is it? Yeah. But I'm really looking for, I'm really looking forward to having another major on TV. Yeah. Although the US Open, let's all be honest, is no one's favourite. Uh, probably, probably my least favourite, but it's very hard. So that's often quite interesting. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's like the whole, this is what got me onto the PGA thing was the Michael Block story. Mm. So no longer is that my least favourite because you can have moments like Michael Block. And they just appear. Yeah. And then they're a superstar. And then they disappear. How's Blocky doing? Oh, Blocky ain't doing well. Oh, mate. He had a really bad... I felt like he got really piled on as well after the PGA because he got an invite to the next tournament yeah. and he played awfully <laughs> and he got absolutely piled on by people like, see, he's not very good. And I'm like, leave the guy alone. Unbelievable. He's just had his moment. Let him enjoy that. Yeah. And there's an amazing Ooh. thing you can find of Michael Block online from like 20 years ago when he did like an infomercial. Oh, wow. So he does like his whole infomercial for his local golf club. It's like, hey, I'm Michael Block. You should come down and play. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's like, this guy played with Rory McIlroy and made so, hundreds of thousands of US dollars. I love him. I love him so much. It's um, brilliant. Yeah. So I, so yeah, look, that's what will happen as well. That is what happens all the time at a major. Someone comes out of the woodwork and appears. Yeah. And it's always worth watching just for that. Ooh, one more line on this. Here you go despite me poo-pooing him early in this year, I do just think this is why it is always worth putting a few quid on Minwoo Lee because he is going to win big mm. and he is going to win big at some point. And it's not long before my prediction becomes correct, which we said early in the year, which is I don't think he's got a major in him just yet, no. but he will. Can I tell you who I think is going to win? Go on. Morikawa. Okay. He's, he's, had an, he's had an incredibly quiet year. Yeah. I think he feels like, I've watched an interview with him at the USPGA, maybe. He feels like he's hitting the ball really well, but he's not He's not been on leaderboards. He's just not been there. And last year he was in easily. Of course. His performances were amazing. So I think Morikawa might have a moment where he suddenly reappears. It's huge. That would be great. I love him as well. So is he your guy? Because I'm going to... He's my guy. I'm tying my flag yes. to Patrick Handley. Fine, okay. So I was Hovland like this, uh, last time. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he came second. So I'm going for Morikawa this time. Adverts. 
That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. That was the adverts. Uh, welcome back to uh, part two of this US Open special. Um, what are the timings like? What time is it? Is it if it's on in LA? Oh, it's, this, this, this is the annoying thing. It's when, it, when it's in Florida, the timings are good. Mm. So it'd be, an, it'd be an hour later than it would be. If it was in Florida, or maybe two hours later. Yeah, yeah. Annoying. That's annoying. So you're going to get the situation where they're sort of on the turn and it's midnight. And it's very late, yeah. And it's not cool to turn up at work and be sort of tired and crusty oh, because you stayed up late watching the golf. It's absolutely fine by me. Okay, fine. <laughs> absolutely. This is why I don't mind starting a radio show at 10 o'clock in the morning. Do you listen to Tom Green on Friday morning? Oh, he'll be tired. <laughs> you, want to, you want to hear him really tired? Monday morning, when he stayed up for every single shot of that, mm. of that, uh, of that round. And... I really hope we get to see something that happened um, in Canada last week yeah. with a four-hole playoff. Amazing. Tommy amazing. Fleetwood going head-to-head with that Canadian bloke. I don't remember what his name Nick was. Taylor. What an amazing story that was. Unbelievable. 72-foot putt to win. But also, really, really interesting that they do a four-hole playoff. Yes. they um, Instead of just doing what? like a, Instead of just doing, like, first one to get the bogey or whatever. Like, yeah. it's, we're going to do it over four holes and see how you are. I think that's changed recently because uh, when I've heard about playoffs recently, they they go on to say, okay, it will be 16, 17, 18, and down right. the first. And then that's how we'll how we'll decide, as opposed to being the head-to-head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go on to go and, go and find out. It was incredible. So, I mean, obviously, you know, it's Thursday now, so this feels like weeks ago, but it was an amazing moment when he holds this eagle part to beat Tommy Fleetwood, who everyone loves, but even Tommy Fleetwood was like, fair enough. I get you. Mike Weir stand there, is standing there on the side of the green. Mike Weir gets caught on camera. It's absolutely dropping all sorts of swear words. Yeah. Um, then that guy gets tackled. Oh, the, the, there's the other professional who runs on with a bottle of champagne, yeah. sprays it, and the security guard tackles him to the floor. Dislocates his shoulder. I didn't know that. That's bonkers. This is a tall, this is a tall professional golfer who now cannot play next week because his shoulder's been oh, dislocated God. by a security guard who tackled him because he was running onto a green with a bottle of champagne. Quite right. Should have dislocated the other one as well for good measure. It's <laughs> not how you behave. And your shirt's untucked, mate. Imagine, if, imagine if the greenkeeper at Muswell Hill took that approach when you brought that trolley on. <laughs> and you'd have deserved it. <laughs> bringing, the, bringing that trolley onto the tee. And that's why I broke his shoulder. Um, it was it was chaos and carnage, but what an amazing moment. What an incredible moment for the USPGA Tour. And Tommy Fleetwood is still yet to win on the PGA Tour. Yeah. How long that, has he been out there now? It's a couple a, of years. Oh, a long time. He's been back out there. I mean, Tommy Fleetwood has been playing properly since I've came back to golf five years ago. Yeah. So he's really been pushing hard to, to still not win his... But he's really close. But I don't know if he's got... I think I might have said on this podcast before, Fleet was never going to win a major. That's how I probably feel, if I'm yeah. honest. It's a Tyrrell Hatton thing. Tyrrell Hatton's never going to win a major. Because he's, he's not learned your lesson of keeping it. He just can't do it. No, the anger. He's incapable. He's can such I, an angry man. Can, can we talk about something slightly different, though, that I really want to mention on the show? Tennis? Not tennis. Not running. 
No, you, know, you have been. Yeah, I've been doing some running. Yeah, yeah, that's been fun. How was that? In this lovely cool weather. It's great for me, not good for people nearby. I did it on the radio show and I had to go back into the studio having Ooh. just been for a run. Sweaty, horrible mess. Hopeful. Yeah. What I do want to talk about is the Versus series. Yes. Because. Good. Not tomorrow, the day after. Yeah. We are going to film episode number three, which I imagine is very frustrating to people that listen to this show yeah. going, when can we actually watch it? But have we said who was on episode number two? I don't know whether we have. I don't, I don't feel like we've dropped that intel yet. Okay. Is now the time to do it? No. Okay. If we haven't done it, I don't think we should do You're it. You're in charge of press and marketing, Tom. You know that. So yeah. you decide. I won't, we won't be doing that yet. Okay. However, tomorrow we're going to play 18 holes yes. with not uh, Tor Pro. No. But someone very famous from the world of YouTube golf. I'm extremely excited to play with this person. I'm extremely excited to play the course we're going to be on as well. Yeah. Um, we're going to be doing nine holes for our versus format. I tried to explain versus format to my friend Justin the other day over uh-huh. a beer, and it, it, he really didn't get it. What? I mean, he's a golfer. It's not like he wasn't a golfer, you know. And I was like, no, so as a guy, as a pro, and then we swap who has the pro each hole. And when we've got a pro, you go alternate shots. He didn't get it. That's, he didn't understand. That's, well, hang on. So who's so all three of you are playing? No, not quite. Oh. Well, sort of. Well, anyway. Um, oh, that's so, worrying. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I know. So hopefully you guys will understand the versus format when it comes out. Yeah. The first two episodes are brilliant. I, the, the difference in quality of golf from episode one mm. to episode two was distinctly marked. I'm very worried about what people will think of my ability to play golf after episode one. Well, you are playing Delta tomorrow. We are playing versus Delta tomorrow. Yeah. And when was the last time you played golf? Um... The last versus episode. Great, 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 great. Cool, 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 cool. Do you want me to extend but, the five shots I give you at the beginning? No, okay. absolutely not. Well, I'm, I'm not going to. I wasn't. Uh, that was not an offer. That I won happen. last time. Don't give it away. Oh God! Or did I? Or maybe or that was maybe- a joke. Maybe it was a joke. <laughs> maybe it's just a classic golf joke. Well, maybe you just won some sort of moral victory. Yeah. But who knows what happened in the golf? Yeah. Um. I, I'm not going to give you more shots, Tom. No. But I know what you're like. You're you're very natural at just picking up the club and getting good again. Yeah. But hopefully in the process of getting good again, you'll drop a lot of shots. I'm just really excited to play a round of golf with someone that I've watched on YouTube for the last five years. Thank you, mate. Week in, yeah. week out. I appreciate you. And he's coming from somewhere mm. all the way down to London. Yeah. And we, and we can say this because I think this is fine. It's Rick Shields. It's not it's a shame. No, just drop it. He doesn't who replied to the email. <laughs> we are we are playing golf on North Middlesex Golf Club. Looking forward to that. Of course. Mm-hmm. Which for YouTube golfers and people might know is the home of Andrew Beef Johnston. <sighs> it's Beef's home golf club. So you've probably seen it on a few different podcast bits that he's done or yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's an exciting place to play. So we might, yeah. So there'll be a slight stink of beef. Much like me after that run the other day, to oh. be honest. It was all fine. It's a bad joke. It's a horrible <laughs> image, isn't it? So uh, Beefy is a legend. We must get, because Beef and John Robbins do their podcast together. We need to get those guys to come and do some kind of versus mashup Yeah, with you us. know how I'd feel about meeting John yeah, Robbins. Yeah, I, I, I know, I know, Hold, talking about John Robbins and talking about golf. <laughs> that is the name of the podcast. Yes, yes. yes. Um, your golf birthday day. Oh, great shout. We need to talk about that. I've got a couple of big golf days coming up. Yeah. Oh, my life is ridiculous. How is your wife? Is she okay? Uh, yeah, no idea, mate. No idea. Yeah. Do get in touch. Breath, if you're watching, the Toms at golfersreadingmylife.co.uk. Not through the lawyers this time. Um, on the 4th of July, yeah. I can now tell you what I'm doing. Because oh. last time we didn't really... Oh, my... Right. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. 
as always with this podcast, we're coming towards the end of this episode. I've realized there is a million and one things we have to do. Always do this. Can I pause that announcement? Sure. Because I feel like we're a long way from that happening. Okay. And. But I, would, I want help with the birthday thing. I want to talk about the birthday thing. Yeah. And then I want to read our email. <sighs> I can't believe our email. Our email. Is the best email. When I got it, I got proper tingles. I mean, I had shingles at the time, but no. I <laughs> They cleared up. I am so excited about this. Briefly, though, I just want to say on the 11th of July, um, I'm playing a little golf day for my birthday, and I've got about 12 people playing, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe between 12 and 15, all of different levels. I don't know what format to do. If you think you know what format we should do for that, let me know. I think there is software where you can get an updated score from other people in other scores on your phone oh, as you live. go around. Live. I think it exists. I think it's out there. That'd be I'm, amazing. I really want to do that. Obviously, it has to be some sort of stable for vibe, but I want to know what is a good format to do. And normally when I've played these things, you would do a, um, like a, if what is it, teams of three or four? How many per? I don't know yet. This, I mean, that's all up for grabs. You could do teams of three yeah. when, and you do, everyone puts their own stable for score in, yeah. best two out of three go in, all three on the par threes. That's is nice. what people sometimes do. Okay, good. You might as well just you might have just answered the question. Or in fours, you do two out of four are the best. Th- again, three on okay. par threes. Any good stuff you've done on golf days? The Tom's at golfersreadingmylife.co.uk yeah. because I'd like to mix that into it. There's another fun thing you could do as well with these, which I've done in the past, where you have a it's normally like a different coloured golf ball. Mm. You get one of them at the start. Yes. Double points for that golf ball. However, if you lose it, you, that's gone. It's gone. Oh, that is a good format. Yeah. And then you get sort of, you get handed the ball at the beginning. You take it on this hole. Yeah. I don't want it. I I lost it it on the, when I played it. Yes. I hammered it into the, into the rough on the uh, left. When I played it, my friend Alex lost it. And this is like six years ago. And I still hate him for that moment. Yeah. So our email. We've had one or two emails in the past. It's been so nice. And, but this one that landed and it's been a while, 17th of May, this was emailed to us. And we've just forgotten about it. And you sent it me. And I think I was away. I don't know where I was, but I was away or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Richard Daniels. Hi, Richard. This is a real person. Email. Yeah, it's not made up. He said, um, Dear Toms. Yeah, that's us. I stumbled across your podcast after watching Tom Rosenthal's Bad Golf episode a few weeks ago. And from there, it was a quick Google to your interview with him. And then onto the back catalogue. The back catalogue, I like. That sounds like the Beatles. Yeah. So nice he came through our Lord and Saviour, Tom Rosatel. Um, I listened pretty much back to back to the first 45 episodes you've done in the space of 10 days. Dude. I love it. What? Fresh golf content, but huh, relatable. Your recent line about the podcast being for people who would love to hit a draw, but are too shit to do it resonated. <laughs> I just got back from a cheeky nine holes at lunch and I'm already mentally reviewing my shots, updating my database and itching uh, to head back to the driving range to try and work on a few things. Great. Addict doesn't, doesn't come close. You should see our other friend, uh, Matt uh, Holbrook. Uh, Holbrook. Yeah. He's, that he, is Holbrook-esque. Yes. Is this another name for Matt Holbrook? <laughs> it's like that Harry Potter thing where you take all the letters yeah, and rearrange yeah, 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 Matt yeah, Holbrook. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like many in my mind, I'm the golfer. I know I am on my best days. Long straight drives, soft around the green and consistent putting. Somehow my brain manages to put aside the thicks and thins, the slices and tops and the horrific three puts or worse. It was decent enough about 10 years ago. I was decent enough about 10 years ago, but then hardly played until last summer. And now I'm back obsessed again. <gasps> 
basically love the show my only annoyance is that having now caught up on episodes i have to wait a week for new content if you wouldn't mind sorting that out i'd be very grateful you'll be happy this week two well mate one. we've answered that call two episodes in one week you're welcome yours in compulsion this guy writes well he does richard daniels no handicap yet but probably high 20s based off guesswork p.s do some merch I'll buy it. Oh my! What we need is a hundred thousand Richard Daniels. That's all we need. That's all we. That's not much. All I've ever said for. is we just need a hundred thousand Richard Daniels, and we'll be fine. Can we clone Dickie Daniels? Is that something we can do? That email could bring a tear to my eye. It almost makes all of this nonsense worthwhile. I mean, it doesn't. Almost. It almost makes it worthwhile. Yeah. Thank you so much, Richard. Honestly, we really appreciate that. And um, well, we're you know delighted that you've enjoyed the show and there's more coming up yeah and if all of the couple of hundred of you would mind emailing lovely bits of encouragement to keep our ego going yeah. that'd be great it's the toms at golf is ruining my life uk. and don't forget to follow us on all the social medias and youtubes and all that stuff you do it already it's it's, it's all there golf it's is ruining my life right. and that this is a bonus episode anyway so we have hit time but it was bonus content so you've, you've done well so just to finish the US Open, Morikawa for me and... Oh, Patrick Cantlay, I think. Uh, Cantlay yeah. for you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. See you soon. Bye. Please send us emails. <laughs> you know, money doesn't... We, we don't ask for money, but our ego will keep this thing going. Okay. So, yeah. right. Cheers. Cheers.